Well, Coach, coming off a 56 to nothing win over Midway, I always am anxious to talk about the stories leading up to the game, the preparation, all of the hoops that you have to jump through. I think a lot of people take that for granted. I know that it is a huge undertaking. Traveling, what was it like for the ball club that may be different this year than it was from last year or years past? In normal years when we would be traveling to Waco for a 7.30 kickoff, you know, we would have left at about the same time. But we would have stopped at uh, at Luby's in Waco and made kind of made that our field house for about an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, we had a couple more charter buses than we normally have because we can only get like 24 players per bus so we can distance. <laughs> we stopped in Temple at Bucky's and we... <laughs> We literally made Bucky's kind of our pregame meal area, and we stopped and got told we'll just pull over over in the big corner of the parking lot. We got our uh, tents out. Our our trainers went about thirty minutes ahead of us, and they had us all set up for. And we taped in the parking lot at Bucky's, and while our kids sat on the buses and ate their uh, their box lunches, which were their pregame meal from uh, local Jason's Deli. That worked out great. I mean, it was just like, okay, that's what we'll do, Coach. And the rest was, you know, just as usual. Remind everybody how that uh, that Bucky's location might have aided a, a special play in the state championship game. If we have an opportunity when we travel, if we have an opportunity to stop at a Bucky's to stretch our legs, we usually do that. It always gives the head coach a chance to, to buy some Christmas gifts for his grandkids, too. You know, we're always trying to multitask in our lives, you know. And on the trip to the state championship, we stopped there. We had a we had a little special play that we needed to rep a couple more times. And so we got out the offense out in the parking lot. The play was the one we ran to score our first touchdown uh, from about the four-yard line uh, against Denton Geyer in the state championship game. We called it Bama at the time. But if we ever run it again, we're going to call it Bucky's because that's where we practiced it. <laughs> that's outstanding. I think a lot of people notice the difference offensively from week one to week two. Obviously, it looked like Cade Klubnik was a bit more comfortable. You have an offensive line where you're rotating about seven guys, but the five guys that started, you could tell immediately that the offense was firing on all cylinders and, and a lot of the rust was off. You could tell that the week of practice and the week of preparation had gone very, very well. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, on the first drive, we had, we got ourselves into a third and eight and we had a uh, – a route concept that was definitely one that we had to clear out of safety, bring a dig route from our left-hand side by Jaden Greathouse. It, it took great protection. You know, after that play, I thought, you know, we've got a chance to have a pretty good night because those offensive linemen were grinding. Cade was really settled in. He was really focused in. He had a great week of work. His deal week one was his care factor was really, really high, and that's not bad. But sometimes you got to get a little amped up. He was very accurate. What I liked about the game is, first of all, the offensive line dominated. Second thing is we, we spread the ball around to a lot of different people. We had Nick Watanabe got involved. Luke Nicholas is turning into a really, really good player for us, in which we expect him to. And he's been – this is his third year on the varsity. But he needs to step up, and he has stepped up. Jaden, you know, we were able to target him more. You know, the first game of the year, there was a no doubt we're not going to get beat by Jaden Greathouse approach from Clemens. You know, that's fine. People can do that, and they double it wherever he is, but that opens up a lot of other things. That's what you saw from the running game. This game, uh, there was a lot more freedom for him to run. We were able to target him much more, and he, I think he had eight or nine catches. Defensively, I think everybody was pretty impressed. They walk away with eight sacks, and the pressure from the defensive front was evident. And uh, you had a new player that got a chance to really get on to the field for the first time and really kind of break into the linebacking core. And uh, you can't help but notice number 13 when he's in there, and he made his presence uh, pretty known. Uh, Nick Morris, obviously his first game at varsity. What do you see? What is he going to bring to the defense as, as a guy that's going to get some rotation with Brady Lamb? 
Graham and Christian Fournier? First of all, he, he runs really well. He's got nice size and nice length to him. He's about 6'2", about 215. Good athlete. I think the thing that as we continue to go through our season is going to be the versatility that he's going to bring to the table, not only as a run-stopping Mike linebacker, but also as a guy that's going to really help us in our blitz packages also. Game one to game two is an indicator of the comfort level. We talked about the offense and how well they performed. We can't be remiss about the defense and, and how they were relentless all night. Once again, we think, well, who's going to replace this guy? Who's going to replace this guy? I think now those questions are starting to have answers to them, and it yeah. comes down really to Brian Vosick and Coach McGuire and what they're able to do with that defensive front. I feel very blessed that we have those two guys on, on staff. They're veteran coaches, been doing it at a high level, at the, at the high school level for a long time. You know, Brian's been here probably nearly, nearly 20 years, you know, been on three different staffs. I think that says a lot about him that he keeps getting retained by the next guy coming in. His quality coach he is. Cody McGuire is fantastic, been defense coordinator at places he's been. But, you know, our, our defensive front kids, you know, uh, Hayden Bray is a guy that he's starting to come into his own as a senior. Sometimes you see that, you know, guys that just – it's their senior year. All of a sudden, all of those – expectations, all of that potential starts to show out. You know, Braden Davis coming back to football. Really excited about having Braden back. The two defensive tackles, you know, Nick and, and Taven, I mean, those suckers are rock solid. You know, they, they started 16 games last year. You can't put a premium on that. We're going to continue to get better in the defensive line. We will get here in about three or four weeks, we'll get Ethan Burke back. He hasn't really been seen yet, but he's a guy, he's about 6'7", about 215 pounds. So really excited about the depth that we're starting to build in the defensive line. We move on to Del Valley, and that is a different animal. Obviously, you prepped for Midway, you prepped for Clemens. What do you see on film from Del Valley? I know they lost last week, and I know they've had a, a bit of a hit to their program uh, personnel-wise, but Del Valley is not short on talent. Del Valley is not short on ability. They're one and one coming in. Well, the thing that we talked to our players about, this is the perfect opportunity. You know, Del Valley is going to come in here be sky high. They played well against us last year. We were able to handle up on business ultimately, but they scored more points on our defense last year than any other team in 16 ball games. They scored 31 points. I think that has our defense's attention. Game-wise, they came in and they didn't bat an eye. I mean, they weren't intimidated by the, the situation. And, and we're telling our players that this week. You know, the one thing that we have to do as a football team is we have to respect Dell Valley 100%. I think our players are smart enough. They've been competing against Dell Valley through the years. They know the kind of athletes that they have, know kind of speed that they have. Tavi Dunlap, he doesn't get, an, you know, the 25, 30 offers that he's had if he's not a, a fabulous running back. And we all know that he is. Offensive line is big and physical. Unfortunately, Caleb Burton, Coach Burton's son, was injured in their first game, really praying for his fast recovery. Really like that kid and like the family. They've got a number three, Leary, that has been dynamite so far. And he's just another one of those guys from Del Valley that just makes plays. One of the things that we thought we would see is Jace Wilson back for his senior year, but he's apparently transferred. But now the quarterback job is kind of split up between a couple of guys. And, and it looks like just with what we were seeing with Liberty Hill, they've got some guys that can come in and make plays. They absolutely have. And we've been impressed with their two quarterbacks. And uh, I think they just, in this early part of the season, they're trying to figure out you know who's their guy, maybe a little bit like we were last year. But uh, number eight, the guy that played most of the game, most the second half against Liberty Hill had three touchdown passes against Liberty Hill. So both of them have been impressive in their own right. Number 10 has been the starter. Uh, that's kind of what we're expecting to see. Number eight has been the backup. 
Eight is a little bit more of a dynamic runner than 10. We expect to see both of them. We always talk about the last 25 guys are better than than your first 25 guys. And we really start to see over the last two games, because the starters have taken care of business, just how impressive some of the backups and, and some of the threes are. When you think about the touchdown catch for Red Gieske, the touchdown pass from uh, Stoney McGuire to Red Gieske, that's a, a kind of a microcosm of a moment where those two guys, both of them seniors, having an opportunity to, to ball out in a game and and be in a position to make plays. I always talk about the attack team guys. We always talk about some of the backups that get an opportunity. What I don't think we, we cover enough or people may not understand from this interview is that these guys probably would be starting on somebody else's team. The fact that they bought into the culture of Westlake football says a lot about why people want to be a part of that program just because of the attention to detail and the opportunity that comes with that. Yeah, but we've got over the last three to four years, we have had a lot of players on our team uh, that have bought into being uh, a part of uh, the Westlake Chaparral football program in some other places. The equal to our players, are, as soon as they don't get theirs, they transfer. You know, I will forever think and believe that one of the real dynamics of our state championship football team last year was that we had two senior quarterbacks in most places would have transferred to somewhere else because they didn't get a play here quick enough and they stayed and they were rewarded with the state championship and so that that attitude kind of goes throughout our team the bar does not get lower joe i mean when our twos come in it's not an expectation okay we're all of a sudden we're going to go two, we're going to go three and out now or we're not going to score on this possession or when the defense comes on that we've got a shutout right now tony and i talk about this all the time we're going to do everything Thing we can shutouts are, are a big deal I mean that's that's a prize for for a defensive unit for a football team but we're not going to do it at the expense of not playing our twos and threes and we're not going to do it at the expense of not you know being smart with our ones our kids that play second string the bar does not get lowered when they come into the game their expectation is to preserve what's been happening that definitely is there. When you talk about guys that get the opportunity to play and play well, we saw it in week one with Luke Respass and his touchdown run. On the offensive line, which I was actually commenting on that during the broadcast, that these guys are going to get rotation. These guys are going to get time. And this is only going to make the, the football team stronger. And I know that when you look at this group of, of offensive linemen, the fact that you can rotate about six or seven guys in there right now after game two has, has got to be pretty pleasing. you got to take advantage of that, the depth that we have. Uh... You know, the other night, played three different people at center during the ball game. played three different people at right tackle during the ball game. The guy that started at right tackle uh, later in the game played left tackle. The guy that started at right guard later in the game played right tackle. It's just mix and match, you know, and uh, that's all that's doing was within. It's the same thing we're doing with our receiving core. You know, what we always tell receivers, you bring more wealth to this team when you can play all four positions. Okay, when you can play inside and outside, you don't pigeonhole. Same thing with offensive linemen. If you're a guy that could play, you know, two positions and in some cases like Michael McKelvey, he played three positions. He played center guard and tackle, and he did the other night. And I think that's unique because a lot of people look at it in a, in a world where we're all specialized. Versatility is not necessarily as celebrated as it used to be. That versatility is starting to catch on in this group because you have a lot of a lot of guys that play more than one sport, whether they run track, whether they play lacrosse, whether they're going to college, uh, you know, playing mm-hmm. lacrosse. There's, there's a number of guys – that that play a, an additional sport and I think that versatility that you preach in the on the football field carries over they already bring that into the mix with with how athletic they are I think the perfect example of that uh, as far as a versatile football player right now after two games for us is Luke Nicholas because Luke is a guy that really truly enjoys the physicality of the game as a five foot 
165 pound wide receiver. He is as physical pound for pound as anybody we've got on our team. You know, I tell him all the time, I said, when you play without the ball, the way you play without the ball, I'm going to feed you the rock. You know, all of our receivers, you know, need to adhere to that because when they take care of business, uh, then they're going to get theirs. Final thought, Coach, as we talk about the senior class, obviously last year's senior class, a special group, your first uh, true uh, class, the legacy class that you got from seventh grade, the moment when you got here to the end and it wound up with a with a state championship. This senior class dealing with a lot more than just being seniors. We're honoring them on Friday night. First district game, that's not where senior night really falls. It's generally the last home game, but because of COVID, you know, we're taking extra precautions to make sure that those seniors get celebrated. But this senior class I know that there's a special place in your heart and the staff's heart for them for what they've had to overcome I think that they they realize from last spring they saw people that were on their team friends that played in other sports that are a year older that absolutely got everything just ripped away from them you know our baseball team our track team our you know everybody that played a spring sport you know softball team on March 13th it got all taken away and it never came back and so I think that this senior class is really, you know, they're leading their team. They work. It was unbelievable the job that these kids did when they were away from us this summer. They're about midsummer, they got taken away from us for an entire month. There is nothing our coaching staff could do with them. Nothing. They answered the bell. They had player run individual workout, player run group workouts. Just really proud of them. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to stay the course, you know, just day in and day out. It is developing into a very physical group because we got we got smart players that understand that's the thing that's going to win for us. And I think also that intelligence comes with an idea that there's some perspective. They know what it means if, if they don't follow protocol. They've seen it already with, you know, with their first game. We're supposed to go to Highland Park. Nope, you're not going to Highland Park. You're coming home to Clemens. Do you think that perspective is there? Are they aware of it? Or is it just something that's come along naturally with, with dealing with all of the protocol? I tell you what, these kids right now, it is who's next. Who are we playing? Can't wait to get back to work. I mean, practices are really going well. They really are. We stepped outside of our comfort zone this week. We normally practice Monday afternoon and then Tuesday morning. We practice Tuesday afternoon. It's not a big deal, but it's different. We had a great practice yesterday afternoon on Tuesday. That just tells me that these kids locked in. Our six captains are doing a fabulous job of leading right now. Uh, Lucas Maru, who will be the chef of the week this week, he is a guy that is, wow, I wouldn't trade him for any other safety in the state of Texas. He's playing at a, at a different level. I know you'll enjoy talking with him. Yeah, we're looking forward to that coming up on our halftime show. Coach, one last question. I think ultimately you look at this team and you've talked about the development of character and the development of their identity. You've mentioned physicality a lot in this conversation, and it seems to me that's the identity that's that's taking hold. Does it help you as a head coach and a, and a manager of a of staff of nearly 20 coaches to know that you don't really have to preach day to day. The moment of a senior year or a junior year or a football season can kind of get lost. You talk about staying in the moment. COVID-19 protocols kind of force that. Is, is that. is that something that's actually been beneficial to you? No doubt. They understand that tomorrow is not given. You know, let's absolutely milk everything we can out of today. And that's the way that they've been doing it. Really, really proud of them. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. Thank you. Appreciate you all.